Hey guys, it's Manny J here and we are back for episode two, season one of the Fashion and Finance Talks with Manny J. And I'm joined by a really good friend of mine, Jade Sola. Um, I wish I didn't say your name now, I wish, I wish you introduced your name yourself, <laughs> but you know what it is what it is. But yes, guys, we are back for season, oh sorry, season one, episode two. And I'm very excited for this conversation. So... I know I've said your name already, but introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, uh, my name is Jade, or Jade Sola. I am 28, I am a midwife, and I also hand make candles, essential oils, um, and yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's good, okay. So we're going to start off with a game. Um, I'm just going to ask you three random questions that I actually found on the internet okay now i don't know um if you know the answers but i know the answers obviously i found um the questions on the internet so first question is can you name all five colors of the olympic rings green mm-hmm. red mm-hmm. blue yeah white oh wow no okay so that's a green yeah. red mm-hmm. blue yellow yeah one more color. Um, oh, green, red, blue. Yeah. I don't know the other no- the co- other color. The other color is actually black. Oh, that was the last very color. Simple. So you actually did really well because ah. I, I did not know. I kind of remember it from memory. Okay, that you remember it from memory. Yeah, like oh. watching the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good then. Second question. Now, I did not know this, and anyone who knows this, I'm very much shocked by it. What is the... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. What is the smallest country in the world? Guinea. No. Where? I'm not giving you any clues. Oh. Okay, I'll give you a clue. It's in Europe. Finland? No. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know this either. And I had to check Google multiple times to make sure. What is it? But the actual, the smallest country in the world is Vatican City. Wow. Oh. In Italy. Do you know? Oh, okay. Yes. I actually, I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never, never heard that before. So apparently um, it it became an independent um, state um, from Italy in 1929. So apparently, if I'm not mistaken, they've got their own laws and rules and stuff it's a bit like confusing that because it's, it's in italy yeah. So, and, yeah and there's actually another country that's within another state but it's the second smallest country in the world i don't remember it but i may put it somewhere in the description box <laughs> if this goes on youtube <laughs> and um final question and i'm really hoping you're able to complete this because <laughs> if i know you you should be able to complete this so it's, okay. it's it's a question but it's a song at the same time okay so complete the lyric Happy Kitty, Sleepy Kitty, purr, purr, purr. I know that where it's from. It's from the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And it's um, um, Thing Song from Mima. Yeah. Um, happy, uh, uh, I don't know what, how to finish it off, but I know the song. You know the song. Uh, you know what's so funny? I actually think I've done it wrong. Yeah, you kind of did, I think. It's, oh, um, I did do it. I just gave you the answer, actually. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that, No, show. no, it is. Because, okay, how does it start So again? it starts off, um, soft kitty, kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur. <laughs> Something, 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 hey. something, purr, purr, purr. Okay, yes, okay. <laughs> that, yes, okay, cool. So, but yeah, I knew where it was from. You knew where it was from. I'm, ha- I'm happy you knew where it was from. All right, guys, like I said, we are here for episode two, um, season one, and I'm joined by my good friend, Jade Sola, um, midwife founder of the AB Luxury. We will get into the AB Luxury side of things um, later on, but talk, tell us who Jade Sola is, first of all. So, from childhood to like, school education to the point where you wanted to study mid um, midwifery um or study to become a midwife should i say and then we'll just go from there um so first of all i'm a child of god um amen (laughs) i have to put it out there um who am i it's a very interesting question because many people can't really answer that question Mm. they kind of just who like their career is who they are they Mm. are or like you know the way they live is who they are but Mm. Who I am, generally, I am a very funny person. You can 
testify. I can testify to that, yes. Yes. I can. No, good. you're funny. Friendship, you're very funny. Some of my friends don't think that, but... Those friends are not your friends that's then. That's right. But Thank you're you. a very funny person. Um, a very funny person. I am very independent. Mm. Um, when I was very young, I was the first girl out of, like, a big family of boys and men. Um... And even though like I was treated like a princess or whatever, I was still, I grew up quite independent. My mum was very much like, you have to have your own and da da da, da. Mm. So my initial plans was to be an actress. Okay. And I remember like applying for the Brits and stuff. And then my mum was just like, you know, mm, maybe not. Like, mm. Let's try and find a career that you're gonna, that you could always have income in and you're always gonna get a job and it's stable and, Mm. Um, stuff like that so yeah it was never always like the midwifery route mm. so it was initially like yeah acting and why do you think drama. why do you think um, your mum kind of like put that idea of no to Brit school more to a more traditional career and I asked that because I also applied for Brit school oh, when I was in secondary school friends. we could have and I also thought okay. I wanted to be an actor because I just thought I was a character who could adopt different characters oh my gosh yeah but my mom was just like what is that do you think there's money in it no and it was very much um be a doctor a businessman this and that i said babe me doctor i barely pass science <laughs> so i don't think so why do you think she kind of like steered you away from the brit school or from possibly what your dream was mm, i think it's interesting because looking back now i can understand mm. But then I didn't understand. And I think it was down to her own insecurities. Mm. Um, she grew up with our father mm -hmm. and her mum had to look after, I think, four or five kids on her own. And I think it was instilled in her that you have to be a woman that can fend for herself mm -hmm. because men don't help women. You know, so that mm. was kind of like drilled into me. Like men are not always reliable. You know, you have to be, you know, and it was like, if you were going to be an actress, not everyone gets jobs. Like to get into Hollywood, you know, that can take some people years. Mm. And, you know, how are you going to fend for yourself? Mm. That was always like the That was the her end. thought. Her yeah, thought like she's just like, you can't, acting is not something you can do and, you know, it's not sustainable. So was that a risk you yourself were willing to take, possibly knowing how long it could have been for you to maybe be discovered because mm. I think I don't know if you've seen um is it Morgan Freeman apparently he didn't get his big breakthrough yeah till about later on in life I think about 50 60 mm -hmm. was that a risk yourself you were willing to take in to pursue your dream 100% yeah I think because when you're younger the worries of like bills and life and children and like buying a house isn't really there mm. all you all you want to do is just have fun yeah and, like live your dream do you know like i used to like you watch disney and like put the like subtitles on mm. and like as they're acting say it as well in, in an american accent and like my dad was very much like you can do whatever you want to do like mm. i'm supporting that he would take me to like interviews and stuff but my mum was always just like no no and i think for me it was like if maybe if i was because i was confident i mm. was happy to like take that journey mm -hmm. Um, but as you get older, people's fears kind of just creep into mm. your life. And yeah. it was like, oh, maybe she's right, actually. Maybe it would have taken a bit longer. Or maybe, you know, this is right. You know, I'm actually able to buy things. Or, mm. you know, I can get a car. I can buy a house. Maybe that wouldn't have been possible. And I think, yeah, I would have definitely like been like, yeah, I don't mind. But okay. then as time went on, it was just like, oh, yeah. okay. Okay, so you're in year 11 or maybe in year 10 you've had this conversation with your mum or your mum's put in these thoughts in your head. What was the next step after that? Was was midwifery what you knew what you wanted to go into? Or was it just, let's just get to college first of all and then see what happens? Do you know what? Then the thought changed to, okay, maybe I can be a doctor. Mm. And again, like I kind of envy the generation because it's like, they <clears> have <throat> so many options. Like then I think in my mind it was acting or science, like being mm. a doctor. And I got into double science. Mm. And I couldn't, 
I was I didn't go into I didn't get into triple science. So Is that double science at GCSE level? GCSE, yeah. Okay. So it was like okay, it's, it's it'll be quite difficult for you to be a doctor. Mm. So I was like, okay, what's the next like thing? Because I do like I do enjoy looking after people and mm. stuff. So I thought, okay, um, let me be a midwife because mm. I at that point I was obsessed with babies. Mm. I was like, okay, let me be a bit like a midwife. You know, I didn't want to be a nurse. I knew that I wanted to either be a doctor or be a midwife. Mm if I wasn't going to be an actor. Mm. So those were like the only like options that I had in my mind. Like I didn't know anything else. Okay. So you, okay. So that was going to be one of my questions. So would you say there was no passion or drive for you to become a doctor? It was just the next alternative to becoming an actor. I think, yeah, I don't want it to sound bad, but yeah, it was like, I don't know. There wasn't, I wasn't aware of other stuff. So it was just like, okay, this is like, I've, I've, I know that I've got this skill mm. of like looking after family and friends. Okay, let me just get a job in that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't like I grew up and I was like, oh, I always wanted to be a midwife. Um, I knew that I, I liked caring for people. Like I remember my sister was born at home. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so exciting. Mm. Like, I like this. Mm. So it was like, okay, if not acting, I'll go into that. Wow, okay. But yeah. So we now get to college. Mm. What's your college? What was college life like for you? College was fun because mm. my mum was like, okay, if you go to college, you can still do one subject mm -hmm. in drama. Okay. So I did, I think, performance studies mm -hmm. and then sociology and then applied science. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, okay, if you pass your drama, your theatre study, whatever it is, then maybe you can pursue it on the side. Okay. So I was like, okay. I'm gonna do why, that. Do you, why do you think she had now had a change of mind or change of yeah change of mind? She, okay, for her, she wanted me to go to the Brits. Okay, and study. She was like, if you go to the Brits, you've got to take up um, biology because mm. I think with the Brits, you could only do like two subjects. Yeah. So it was like you do the you do the, the the performing stuff and then you do like one other thing. And I was just like, I don't want to do biology. Mm. And I can't remember what happened, but it was it was like a very niche area there mm. wasn't like much to do so she was like i'd rather you go somewhere where you can actually have something to, to fall back on i think mm. that was her biggest thing was that i want you to always have an, like an education you can always go back to yeah, in security. case exactly so it was always about security and mm. like, i'm not blaming her i'm just saying like why i think i went down that path mm. so when it came to college i did my performance studies i actually got a d in it <laughs> but i really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it, but I, I got a D and it wasn't really what I was expecting because it wasn't, um, it was performance studies. So like dance, music and okay. the arts. And I was more like drama. acting, drama. Mm. So the other sides, I was just a bit like, I don't really care about it. But I think when I failed, she was like, should we really like, that's <laughs> in Europe, but that's like juicy. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay, mom, like maybe you're right. You mm. know, um, that was the first time I ever actually failed in anything. Oh, wow. I was like, wow. And how, okay. in, in that moment, yeah. what was the thought process? Did you think mum was right all this time then? Yes, because I was just like, I knew, I knew how hard it was for actors as well. Because mm. at that point, I was also in um, Theatre Peckham. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Where John Boyega mm -hmm. went and a few other people. And everybody there was like, so passionate and like always doing other acting stuff and I thought like do I really want to do this mm. like is this really for me I think I was just questioning myself and I think for me personally I've always been someone that kind of questioned myself mm. um so for me it was like do you know what okay I've tried I, I, I will look back and say do you know what I actually tried mm. you know um but that isn't to say that acting isn't out the, like the picture for me like, who knows you know you know a little you cameo know, in exactly. EastEnders or something maybe not EastEnders <laughs> No. Well, the woman is king part two. Part two. You know? And you know, there's, I, I actually think I saw um, a TikTok with um, John Boyega and um, Letitia. Yes. And they were saying that they might be a woman king part two. So if you're still in contact with John Boyega, shout him. Wow. Maybe just DM him. I don't know. Because oh, you never know. That's how it starts. I think the guy from Top Boy, I can't remember what his name was. And he um, DM'd, what's his name? The Shane. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Hey, I'm, I'll be in Top Boy soon." Okay, and he was like, "So, so things, these things happen." Like, these I'm things not, do happen. It's cool. You know. Okay, so let's get on to midwifery itself, mm. and I want to talk um, 
about about that particular area um first of all um for some of you who may not know jade has done some amazing things within this space i remember all the lives you the lives you've done mm. and i remember you can touch on it as well a little bit how you were very passionate about um fgm yeah and i believe you wrote a, a few pieces or papers mm. on that topic what exactly and maybe maybe why why fgm mm. why why that particular area of study for you that's a very good question um and i think just to like go back a little bit i don't think that dreams end like i feel like you don't have to have this set idea of what you want to do like i'm just thinking about it now like i can be an actress i can be this i can be that i can be this and whatever but when it when it came to midwifery i went to um a school a uni in kent mm. and i was the only black girl in my class mm. and then i went to my placement and there weren't many black women that we were looking after. Mm. And I remember one time, I think I was in second year, because it's a three-year course. And this woman, she came in and she had um, FGM, mm. you know, many years ago. But I don't know who, what FGM is. It's basically, um, there are some cultures where they believe cutting the clitoris or parts of the labia, um, sorry, trigger warning, Mm -hmm. um sorry um can help prevent young girls being promiscuous and some say it's religious but it's inhumane mm. if i'm to be honest and it causes a lot of issues mm. like utis um it causes hemorrhages mm. it causes pain during intercourse pain during childbirth, difficulties during childbirth. So um, when she came in, nobody knew what FGM was in that hospital. In the entire hospital. So it was like Google. And I was just like... Did you know what it was at the no, time? No, I didn't know what it was. And I thought, oh, how strange. Obviously, in that area, the population was white, was white women area, yeah. and Asian women. Mm. So not many black women were in the area. Um, or who we cared for, should I mm. say, the population that we cared for. So it's kind of understandable as to why they may not have an understanding of what it is, yeah. but it's always important to teach people. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, I want to know more about this because these are people that have the same color as me. They're black women yeah. um, and they need to have the best care. Do you know what I mean? Everybody deserves the best care. Um, but I think we should know what different, like, you know, races deal with mm. or different um, cultures deal with so we can treat them mm. right. So I remember like going back to my lecturer, Hema at the time, and I was like, hey Hema, like I wanna do my dissertation on FGM. She was like, yeah, go for it. So I got in touch with um, Alimatu Dimonke, uh, one of like my mentors. And mm. I was like, hey, like I, I, at that time she wasn't, I was like, hey, I can see you've, um, in in her bio, it was like, um, FGM activist and I was mm. like hey like I want to know more about it can you tell me what it's about and like how I can like help other like healthcare professionals know more about it mm. and she was like yeah of course and so she kind of like took me under her wing told me her own story um, I think she's the one you had on your live yeah, one time yeah yeah that live was so good was really everybody good, yeah. was like <clears throat> in awe of her story and her strength and it was like okay her job now is to make people aware mm -hmm. in these countries so that they don't do it anymore. Mm. And then to make healthcare professionals aware so they know how to treat women that have mm. it and to make it illegal. So mm. in many places it's illegal mm. for anybody to take their child back to um, a, a country to mm. have FGM and come back to the UK. So yeah. Do you think, um, this may be a difficult question, but do you think there's ever a possibility that FGM could be completely eradicated from from culture and I know culture is hard because it's part of our heritage like us being Nigerian black we mm. have particular beliefs cultures whatever do you think there's a possibility it could be eradicated and if you do how that's a good question I'm gonna say yes because mm. I have faith okay. But I don't think it will be now, mm. but it will be soon. And I say that because it's all about education yeah. as well. If we can just inform people like hey, what you're doing has no benefit at all. 
do you know what I mean? Like, if they can see, and it's it's weird to me because it's like the women that may not necessarily, they know the implications it has. So these women often find it difficult, you know, having sex and stuff. And it's like, okay, but you've gone through it. Why would you want your daughter to go through yeah. that as well? But then it goes back to like the elders. So those in the village, in the community. And it's mm. like, I have seen videos where people have gone back and explained like, okay, this is causing these problems. And they're like, okay, we didn't actually know the impact of it. Mm. Or um, they are changing like the way they think about these things now. And I do think like as time goes on, the more we educate people, the more we speak up about it as yeah. well, it will it will change. Okay. But it's not going to be an immediate change. That's good. Okay. Well, like you said, um, having faith is the best thing. Yeah. And I think one of the questions I asked on the live as well, um, guys, I'm not going to lie to you, um, we'll, sh we'll share Jade's socials afterwards. I believe the live is still on it your page. It should be still there, yeah. One of the questions I asked was, as a man, as, mm -hmm. as a brother, one day a father, what can I do or what can men do for um, maybe for, I don't know if this is the right term, but for the victims of FGM yeah. or for those who may fall victim to it. I know you said it, 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 it's education at the end of the day, but what's that one step further that as, as, a, as a man, if that or a family member or a friend, what can we do to help the eradication of it? Or at least reduce the impact it has, mm. especially in our community. I know, I know. You mentioned on the live, it's very big in the African community. In community, what about the Asian community? So it's big in the African and um, not 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 in not in Asia as much. I think there may be a small part in Asia. Mm. So um, and yeah, so it's a small part in, part of Asia. I think what partners partners or men can do one is to support mm. support the movements um also to support if you if you know anyone that's gone through it allow them to actually speak to you about it and open up and don't shun them or make them feel mm. a type of way or shame them um also if you're a father that has a daughter or nieces um make sure or try and make sure when when you take them back to your countries that there's a close eye kept on them. Mm. And I know that sounds very, very vague, but what tends to happen is these young girls get taken back during the school holidays because it's six weeks so they mm. have time to heal. Um, and they're taken to like an auntie's house or a grandma's house. And sometimes the mum is unaware wow. and they perform it. And then they're like, you know, it's the rite of passage and they come back to school and it's like, it may not have been even the parents wish, like they, they may not even have been aware. Mm. So it's like being very vigilant mm. as well um, on who looks after your child and stuff like that. Um, and also look at, there's a lot of like places that have information about how you can help and support mm. the cause as well. Okay, so yeah. that's good. So um, we're gonna move away from FGM um, and guys, apologies if this particular topic caught you off guard, but I think it's really important as part of um, Jaddy's career that this is something that we speak about because I remember how passionate you were mm. on it. So I think it's very important that we speak about it. So um, apologies if that part caught you off guard. Um, I want to ask midwifery itself and you personally, what has been, other than delivering babies, what has been your most memorable experience in 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 your career actually okay do you know what one like experience came to mind and it was when i was a student i don't know why but um it was when i was with a patient and um she was in labor mm. and she was telling us you know like she's been trying for this baby her and her husband were trying for this baby for about seven years and um this was the first time again trigger warning um I had ever, I was 18 when I started midwifery. Mm. So I was very young. I didn't, all I knew was that women got pregnant and had their babies. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know people lost their babies. They had miscarriages. They had ectopic pregnancies. Mm. They had stillbirths. For me, people just had babies. Mm. So hearing her infertility journey, I was like, wow, like this is a miracle, you know? And she was like, for seven years, I'd been trying for a baby. She was even going to get her sister to 
be a surrogate for wow, her. Okay. So she planned to go on holiday with her husband before the surrogacy like um, stuff. Yeah. And um, they went. They went. Where did they go? I can't remember where they went. They went somewhere. They had like a good time. You know, enjoyed themselves. Came back. She was pregnant. Oh wow. And she was like, it was such a miracle. And I remember when the baby was born, everybody in that room cried. Like, I think the way she explained her story was just so emotional. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I will always remember that because it was like, I had a chance or I had a small part to play. Obviously God mm -hmm. was the major part yeah. um, to welcome a baby into these people's home, do you know what I mean? To their family. And I was, I was a part of that. And that for me, can, it always stays in my mind. Like mm. I remember the position I was standing, I remember everything. Um, so yeah. Wow. Okay, so let's flip it. Mm -hmm. What has been, okay, no, I should know. What challenges or obstacles or boundaries have you faced in your career? And what's, what has been the biggest one and how did you overcome it? Um, the biggest challenge or boundary, I would say, hmm, I think it would be, as everyone like knows, like nurses are like striking soon and mm. midwives may also follow, is the fact that we work so hard. I work very hard mm. and you almost feel like undervalued and it's, it's, it's a constant challenge. Um, because you go to work and then there's staff sickness and there's no one to cover. And then you're working like two people's roles and this can go on for weeks, you know. Um, they try to reduce your pay or not give you your pay rise or your increments. And there's always like a constant battle like, I love this job. I love what I do. I love my patients. I really enjoy it but is it worth it sometimes? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, obviously it's not always about the money. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, we all have bills to pay. Yeah. Um, and it gets to a point where it's like, this is making it very hard for me to do my job, knowing mm -hmm. that the government don't really care about mm -hmm. nurses and midwives and doctors. Um, and no matter what we do, it's almost like it's a we're hitting a brick wall. Mm. So I think that's a constant like challenge is like being understaffed, underpaid. You're literally in a hospital where there's no like sometimes you won't have enough equipment mm. or you won't have like a place to do your clinic. And it's like these are basic things mm. in a first world country and we don't have that. And it makes your job even harder. So I think that's like an ongoing challenge. Okay. So based on that, and you can be as honest as mm -hmm. you want to, do you think the day or the time will come where you may leave midwifery? 100%. Not because I hate it, but because I'm young mm -hmm. and I'm at a place where I'm ready to explore other skills and ideas that I have. Mm -hmm. So would that be you going into another field or focusing solely on AB Luxury? I think a mixture. And I think one thing that I love about the times now is that everybody is doing anything and everything mm. they want to do. Like there are people that have perfume lines, then they are actors, then they have books. And then it's like, I want to be what I want to be at mm -hmm. any time. Do you know what I mean? Even if that means in 10 years time, I write a book. In five years time, I go into marketing. You know, there's, I think, there's so many options mm -hmm. and I don't want to limit myself mm -hmm. to like one career. Um, and I want to look back and say, do you know what? I had a good time. Like, mm. you know, I was a middle for 10 years. I was this for, you know, five years and I was mm. doing this and you know what I mean? So, yeah. How far into your... <laughs> Is it recording? No, it's not okay. recording. Um, I'm screaming, Rhoda. One moment. Okay. How are you? How are you, are you okay so far? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So, so based on that, 
um first of all question how long have you been a midwife like career-wise how many years are we talking six years six years so have you given yourself a particular year limit age limit something to be like you know what this is it now by 30 okay i want to be in like a different like field mm. yeah I've, I've given myself that and so how many years to 30 um two years two years yeah okay yeah. and do we do you know what field exactly or see this is the thing i'm actually asking god to guide me and mm. that sounds very like cliche but mm. i actually don't know mm. i think there's a part of me that's fearful like you know i've been in a job where you know it's consistent it's consistent you know and there are very good aspects of mm. being in the nhs and being like there are amazing benefits and it's an amazing career and you know it's very rewarding mm. and i think i've gone a bit too comfortable okay so a part of me is like i want to get a job or a i want to be in a career where it's consistent mm. but that may not be the case. And I feel like sometimes you may have to go through some inconsistent mm. days. Yeah. Um, I have a big passion on like the way things look mm. and like presentation and like interior design yeah. and like branding and like marketing. Mm. So I feel like it will be somewhere in that sector. That. Yeah. Okay. So to kind of like round off the, um, the mid, the, the midwifery section, what advice, sorry, what advice would you give those young women who are beginning their career in midwifery or possibly going to start studying it? What's the one piece of advice you would give to them? Oh, one piece of advice. Was that good English, by the way? One piece of advice. I'm, I'm going, it's my podcast. I'm going to say it was. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I would say know your stuff take time to cultivate mm. elaborate take time to cultivate um what what we need right now for women that are in the childbirth like continuum is people that know how to care mm. for women of all ages with complexities because women are becoming more complex now mm -hmm. that are coming into um that are, that are becoming pregnant you know yeah so I would say like, know your anatomy and physiology, like understand it really well. Mm -hmm. um, take time to listen to your mentors and ask questions to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. Understanding the basics of the body mm. will help you understand how to take a blood pressure and to know when it's abnormal mm. and when it's normal. And you know, you will know when someone's telling you, oh, I've got this symptom here because you know the body you're able to, you know, give her advice. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes I see a lot of student midwives just doing things because they've seen me do it. Okay. Rather than understanding what they're doing. So would you say there's a lack of care then? It's not lack of care. I think <clears throat> it's it's how they study. It's how they're taught in universities, mm. you okay. know. Maybe the pandemic made, you know, a, a big impact on that, but listening class mm. <laughs> basically of course okay. um and understand what you're doing because it's not lack of care because they're, they're still caring they're mm. still doing the right thing but it's like a child mm. if you ask them to do something just to do it mm. they would do it but do they know why they're doing it i think that's the difference okay that's what i would say like really know your stuff like you know <laughs> yeah okay they cool. know what i'm talking about yeah? as well okay <laughs> future midwives to be please know your stuff know your stuff um Life is literally in your hands. Mm. So, and that is advice from Jadis Solar. He's got, what was that, 10, eight years? Six years. Six years experience in, in, in the field. Um, thank you, Jadis Solar, on that. And I want to move on to the brand mm. AB Luxury. Um, first of all, let's let's get the name. What What is AB Luxury? How did the name come about? Okay, so AB stands for all births. Okay. Now, um... I've got a platform called All Births that mm -hmm. basically shares information on like pregnancy, actually conception, pregnancy, postpartum care. And I think through that, I was like able to meet so many other like 
influencers who mm. were in this field and like shared knowledge and stuff. And I'm also a diabetes midwife. Yeah. So um, sharing information about like um, glucose levels and, you know, HbA1c checks and seeing your GP and all that stuff. Mm. Um, and for me, I've always wanted to, like I've always liked interior design. Mm -hmm. I've always liked how things look. Like I've always, for me, like the, see, you know the, the Joe Malone candles, mm -hmm. yeah. the packaging? Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that like many, many years ago and thinking, oh, I want a product that looks like this, like this or better. Okay. And I just thought, like, I love midwifery, I love all births, but I do also want to create products. Mm -hmm. And I think what inspired me was like, you know, when you have like a friend that had a baby and like you get the baby gifts, but no one gets the mum anything. Mm. So I thought, oh my gosh, like mums really like, need to like chill and calm, like calm down after having a baby and what? No, actually, let me let me go back. When I was a couple of years ago, I did an aromatherapy course, mm -hmm. so like essential oils and childbirth and labour, and like it really really works mm -hmm. to use like essential oils, not even just in labour, like in like generally. And I think the idea came from there, like, oh my gosh, essential oils, candles, like mm -hmm. this is a great gift to give someone. And I've always had a love for candles. Like if you know me, my house is full of candles. Mm. Um, so I thought, okay, let me make candles. Okay. It was always like in the back of my mind yeah. for years. Like mm. you probably know, like yeah. many years. Many years now. I actually remember the the first candle you gave me. What colour was it? it? So it was it, I think <laughs> I think I remember the the scent being lavender, yeah. but it was it was purple yeah. in the see through yeah, glass. um glass. And yeah. it had the brand A B Luxury yeah. in very plain text. And guys, yeah. I actually wish I brought Oh, yeah. that candle with me because I've actually still got it don't oh hate me but gosh. I never lit that candle because oh I wasn't really a candle person <laughs> <laughs> but if I can just show people what we've got now so um, I might zoom in maybe edit but this is one of the yeah. candles that you've got right that's, now that's for you. That, this that's is like... this is mine so um, thank you to my guest for bringing me a candle but knowing me I probably would have bought one anyway because yeah. I've spent yeah. money on your candles and guys I kid you not they smell absolutely amazing um, the website will definitely be in a description box somewhere um, <laughs> and I, like I said we'll get the um, socials but this is happiness lavender yeah so um, talk to us first of all about maybe like the colouring, the branding, the name. Mm. How did we get to this point from when it was just an idea? Okay. What was your process? So um I think that one, the the gold lid, oh yeah, there's there's that one as well. That's the diffuser. So okay, where do we go? So I I wanted to keep the the A B because A B I've actually trademarked it and um that's now yours that's that's mine yeah okay. for the next 20 years okay amazing um so and i loved the the label the, the label the logo mm -hmm. and i thought okay the whole point of all births was to like to discuss all types of births okay. whether that was miscarriages ectopic pregnancies um terminations for medical reasons or whatever reason still births live births so like it was about all births mm. and the whole point is that it's a home decor brand for the family unit. And I feel like a lot of times people forget that there's other people involved when the baby is born. So like gifting someone mm -hmm. a candle or an essential oil, you know, after maybe a passing of their child or um, having a new baby, you know, and I'm being very real because life is real. Mm -hmm. Like, do you of know course, what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is the reality. Um, so I thought, let me keep A, B. Um, but rather than saying all births, because like it's like saying all births candles, yeah. I think let's let, let's say A B, mm -hmm. and I wanted something that people could afford, mm -hmm. but it still look luxury. Yes. So it's called A B Luxury, okay. and it's only in two candle vessels. So mm -hmm. it's in white or black. Mm -hmm. um, and your black range is is relatively new, no? Yes, it's okay. called the opulence ra opulence mm. range. Mm. Um, that came out in December for the Christmas like festive period okay. um and for me like i was saying i wanted something that looked luxury so mm -hmm. seeing like the joe malone like packaging and the bow tie and white and black i love simplistic looks mm -hmm. so 
not having like a colored candle that was pink or blue. It had mm. to be simple, simple so it can fit into everyone's like, you know, decor, you yeah. know. Um, and then the touch of gold, which is the gold lid, is just to add that extra oomph, you know. Okay. Um, so when like it's at home in your like table, you can just add the lid on top. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted it to be gold because for me, gold is like regal. Gold is it's expensive mm. it's luxury lifestyle you know mm. and we're in this time where everyone wants to be luxury mm-hmm. a luxury babes or yeah. you know soft life are you, a, are you a soft life babe jade let's be honest yeah yeah i okay. I, I am a soft life babe mm-hmm. um and i think everyone should be soft life is not about a designer it's just about living a life that's soft yeah. <laughs> you know okay um but that's where it kind of came from mm. so it was like okay luxury and it started off with like three cents mm-hmm. What, what were the scents <laughs> it was the lavender lavender that you had that's my f- that's my favorite one i'm not gonna lie lavender is my favorite fave, one yeah. guys when i come back from the gym and i kn- i tend to go for like late evening sessions yeah. so i come back from the gym i need something to eat i light my lavender candle and i leave it. i don't actually know if i'm actually meant to do this but do i leave I, I literally leave it in my room for like two minutes to go make something to eat okay that's fine and I come back and my room smells amazing. And I'm, and I'm not just saying this because Jenny is my friend, guys. Um, the lavender scent is amazing. Thank you. But I think my question now is, mm. is how did we get to these scents, especially your most, your more recent yeah. ones? And um, I know you mentioned one of the scents came out for Christmas or part of the Christmas range. Um, I also want to say congratulations. Um, Jade was in John Lewis Blue Water for a week. And I think you've done some amazing numbers, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll come on to that. But Mm -hmm. how did you get to these particular scents or flavors? No, not flavors. Scents, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So like like I was saying, I did that aromatherapy course, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there are there are certain oils that only pregnant women no there are certain oils that pregnant women can use and there are some that you can't use. Mm-hmm. So when I went for that course, they gave us like five oils that we could use um, for women in labour, mm-hmm. and I think it was frankincense, there was clarisage, there was lavender, there was peppermint, and there was eucalyptus, and I think there was mandarin. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if this is for the mothers. I want it to be within the safe zone. Yeah. <laughs> so I just picked three and I was like, okay, I'm going to use lavender. And with with me, when it comes to like ideas and branding, I just, there is no like, I'm going to sit and I'm going to ponder on what it should be. I'm just very much like. What? So you're saying there's no thought process? No. Everything that you see. Yeah. Just maybe it's, maybe it's God, but. I literally just do things as they come. Okay. I'm okay. I used to be someone that used to sit and think mm-hmm. for months mm. on an idea, and I think that changed recently. Actually, you know what? Life is too short to sit and ponder on things. Mm. Just do it. Um, so those three cents literally just came. Okay, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Lavender. I know people actually like. Love and then it. Let's try the others. Do you Love know? It. <laughs> Thank Love you. It. It's really, it's really good. Um, I, I won't stop bigging it up. The lavender scent is phenomenal. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Please make sure um you 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 um you patronize or patronize my friend. We I had this discussion that word. before. Remember? I know how to spell it now. It's I'll send it to you. It's patron like nage or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a okay, real, but yeah, it's guys, real. definitely. And I think um, I think what I might do so maybe. Um, fashion and finance and AB Lottery can do some sort of collaboration 100%. where the next um, particular candles you sell, we can, you know, offer a discount. So you charge fashion and finance the balance because um, I'm very much invested in um, AB Luxury as a friend, as a consumer. Thank you. So it's really, really good. Um, I'm I'm still stuck on the fact that with certain things you've done, there's no thought process. So is is that still Jaddy today? No, well, well, I'm guessing so now because before you said that you used to ponder yeah. on things for months. Yeah. Do you think that Jaddy will change to, especially as as the brand grows? I think it's a, it's a mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mixture. I think definitely <clears throat> there are some things you do have to sit and think. Okay, how am I gonna like? plan this out you know you've got to have a plan but then there are other things where you just can't wait yeah you know because opportunities come and go Mm -hmm. so um yeah i think 
it will be a mixture. Okay. But I think there are some things, like you know, this idea was there for three years mm. and I was just sitting on it. And I remember seeing other people with candle businesses mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, maybe it's too late now. Mm. You know, and I thought, you know, no, just do it. Like, yeah. just do it because your idea is different. Mm-hmm. Your candles will be different. Everyone's candles are going to be different. There are many candle makers. There are many makeup artists. There are many, mm. you know, musicians. You just do you. Do you mm. know what I mean? So, But yeah. I feel like, and I, I definitely agree, certain markets are very much um, saturated. Again, they've given me a microphone to do a podcast. <laughs> it is what it is. But um, I feel like with you, you had the advantage because, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like your target audience was pregnant women and families, as you mentioned, mm. it's not just the mother or the baby. There's the the people around, mm-hmm. the father, the grandmother, the human, the whoever. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like you had the advantage and I was very much excited um, when you launched. Guys, I, anyways, we'll, we'll leave that one now. So I mentioned before that Jade had um, a week-long um, pop-up shop in John Lewis in Blue Water. Shout out to everybody who came and bought a candle. We so much. I know she was very, very grateful. She was actually very emotional towards, on. I think I came on the Saturday. Yeah. And I was in awe, pardon me, of, I think one, your excitement being there. Mm. And two, it was almost like at, at times you couldn't believe that you were here. Mm. So my next question is, now that you've done John Lewis, mm. who, what, or where is next? Okay, good question. So I think for me, I want to reach the masses. I want mm. this to be global. Okay. Um, and I think for me, I want to be in the latest magazines. Mm. I want to be stocked in... Um, Companies such as John Lewis, mm-hmm. Selfridges, yeah. um, Harrods. So what are you doing to get there? Um, so the good thing is going into John Lewis was like a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And they were quite, they were very happy with my um, progress or my results. And they were like, you know, we, we would love to have you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think you've got a spot in wow. this, you know, company um so i think for me now working on being consistent um with my sales and um making the product the best that it can be mm. and getting it mass produced mm-hmm. and getting it in stores okay um and that would just be from grafting mm. i would say um and i know it, it it could happen overnight. It may not. The mm. way things are right now, things just happen. But I'm enjoying the process. Yeah, Do you know what I good. mean? Yeah. And to kind of like round off, um, my last question to you, Jade, AB Luxury Finders, founder, CEO. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what new what new sense should we be expecting soon? And and do I get first dibs? Okay. So, before I go on to that, you were asking about the scent, how it came about. Mm. So, those three scents came Mm. and then I used to do like pop-ups. I still Mm. do pop-ups in like different areas. And what I found was people were just buying the lavender Mm. and the eucalyptus. And then they kept asking for different scents. Like, oh, so do you do this? Do you do... And I was just like... This is another thing with business, yeah. The customers is... They will tell you what you need to do with your business. Okay. Um, because you can think, I think when something is your baby, you protect it so much that it's like, I've planned this out and this is what I want to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that if you're not going to get, if you don't get sales with your idea, you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I remember getting pe- people were coming to me like, oh, do you, do you have like vanilla candles, um, coffee candles? And then I was like, no. And they were like, oh, okay, no worries. And they would go elsewhere. And I mm. thought, no, there's a market out yeah. there that want these type of candles. Mm. And I think from then I started with, what did I go into next? So hmm, I went to, that, okay, Christmas came about and I thought, okay, I want a Christmas scent. So mulled wine is one of my favorite like mm. drinks ever in the Christmas period. I thought, okay, that's a, def- like a big Christmas scent. Mm. Um, 
and there was warm vanilla sugar, mm-hmm. which people liked. Then there was orange, cinnamon, and cranberry. Mm-hmm. That flavor, that flavor, that scent was very unique. It was quite unique and very yeah. strong. Yeah. Not, I wasn't a major fan of it. No. I remember smelling it. I feel like acquire taste. Yeah, yeah. People, so people, when it comes to Christmas, people want Christmassy stuff, mm. whether or not they like it or not. They were like, I want a candle that's Christmassy. Mm. So that was like that. Um, then I realized that people also like velvet ouds and like mm. perfume scents. And I thought, okay, I want to reach like an audience because my target, my target range or my, t- my, my audience are mothers, mm-hmm. um, fathers of all ages and also young, um, adults. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, to reach that target audience they would love this so then i brought out ambre nude which is the um christian dior perfume mm-hmm. um and I, I actually have it so the smell i just love it mm. and people love it too and then um i've currently got a new scent out it's actually on my instagram tobacco vanilla okay which is a tom ford perfume yeah. you know perfume, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that smell i remember walking past the, the tom ford counter and i was like mm. hmm, let me try this and i sprayed it and i was like you choke he choked. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I said no. So I thought, okay, let me make a candle out of it. Do you know mm. what I mean? So um, we currently have those scents. Um, and people right now, like I've got an amazing customer who has bought about five mold wines over the Christmas. I, guys, no joke. No joke. Five mold wines. And I was like, okay, that's a a good one. Mm. Um, and people love, I think you remember the guy that bought the Ambre New. Yeah, because that was meant to be for me. <laughs> yeah, so I remember, guys, some 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 Donny came in. He he saw the pop-up. He's like, oh, candles, 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 candles. I was like, lavender. I was, I was trying to, you know what's so funny? I was yeah, trying to push the lavender. <laughs> and then he took the lavender. Then he now smelled the Ombre New. Yeah. And I was, and then I think I disappeared from, from the pop-up. That was I, the last one as well. Yeah, I came back and it was gone. Yeah. I said, okay, my friend has made a sale here. (laughs) But, um, okay. But I'll, 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 I'll buy it myself anyway. But, um, yeah. Okay. Just, just, just for time. Yeah. Um, can you state where we can find, what are your socials where we can find you online? Okay. So, um, my midwifery page is all births. So it's A-L-L-B-I-R-T-H-S. Then, um, the candles and essential oils brand or Instagram is underscore ab luxury and our website is www.allbirths.co.uk and we've got a tiktok too that's great <laughs> thank you jade for coming on to the thank fashion you. and finance talks with manny J. this was season one episode two we shall see you in the next episode take care guys bye